Uh, the sermon from St. John's Evangelical Lutheran Church of Hancock, Minnesota, a member of the Wells, preached on June 5th, 2011, based on Acts chapter 1, verses 1 through 14, the ascension of our Lord. Please stand. Grace and peace to you from God our Father and our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. The word from God through which the Holy Spirit points us to our risen and ascended Lord Jesus is the first lesson, Acts 1 through uh, chapter 1, verses 1 through 14. Please listen to a portion of that reading again. After Jesus said this, he was taken up before their very eyes, and a cloud hid him from their sight. This is the word of our Lord. Please be seated. Your friends in Christ, fellow saints, wash clean in the blood of our risen Savior. For a period of 40 days, he appeared and then disappeared. The disciples saw him, touched him, ate with him. They witnessed that Jesus had risen from the dead, that he was alive truly alive. And during that time, he taught and instructed them. He was with them for a little bit, then would disappear to return shortly later. But this departure was different. As their eyes closely watched him, Jesus was taken up from them. With his hands raised in blessing, he rose from their midst and ascended higher and higher until a cloud hid him. Yes, this departure was different. They could clearly see that. His visible presence was leaving them. Their physical hands would no longer touch him here on this earth. And the angels confirmed this observation. Recall how God sent his heavenly messengers at significant events in Jesus' life and ministry. The Annunciation to Mary, to the shepherds at Jesus' birth in Bethlehem. Then as Jesus' ministry began, the angels were there after those 40 days in the wilderness when he was tempted. Again, at the end of his earthly ministry, as he prayed there in Gethsemane, the Lord sent his angels. And as you well know, there was that Easter tomb where the angels announced, he is risen, he is not here. And now, this final significant event in Jesus' earthly ministry, his ascension. The angels confirmed that the disciples would not be interacting with Jesus as they had been, not until his return, his final return, for he was coming again. He left them. But he was with them. And that that sounds like such a contradiction to our minds, doesn't it? He leaves them to be with them. But that's what he had promised during those 40 days, wasn't it? He had said to them, I am with you always. And he wasn't talking in some sort of figurative way when we say, well, I'll I'll be with you in your thoughts. No. He was with them. Not just in their thoughts as they remembered them, him. He was with them, not just spiritually as his word and uh, worked in their faith in their hearts. He was with them, not just divinely either, since as God, he truly is and always has been present everywhere. But he was with them as the crucified and risen Savior, true God and true man. The ascension does not mean that Jesus' body is somehow now confined to heaven. No. 
The man, Jesus Christ, who has body and soul, is present everywhere as God and man. For remember what Jesus said, I am with you. Not just a part of him, but the full person, God and man. Yes, he left his disciples visibly so that he is with them always. And so even today as we celebrate the ascension and see him leave, we know and believe that he is with us. The real, true Jesus is with each one of us here, no matter where you are. He is with you. For example, he is sitting right there beside you. Not as a disembodied spirit, he is sitting right there with his body, the same body that he sacrificed on the cross for you. And when our human minds try to grasp this, it comes up with just absurd pictures. It's not as if Jesus' body expanded and is so big that it fills everything and that's why he's with us. No, that's a childish idea. And it's not as if Jesus cloned himself so that his body is in many different places because he multiplied it. No, then then it's the one and the same Jesus, one and the same body who is with each one of us. Otherwise, it really wouldn't be the same Jesus who died for you and rose who is with you then, would it? And so even though our minds cannot grasp it or our our senses observe it, be assured, Jesus is with you. He leaves us to be with us. And as you remember that he is with you, what confidence and courage that gives us to be his witnesses. So as we celebrate his ascension here today, think about that theme. He leaves us to be with us so that we are his witnesses. We see that in the apostles there. They testify as eyewitnesses of Jesus' life and ministry. And we too testify because Jesus is with us. During those 40 days, Jesus made it clear to his disciples and apostles why he left them here on this earth. They weren't here to wonder and worry about the dates and times the Father had set by his authority. No, they were here, first of all, to wait for the Holy Spirit whom the Father had promised. And as you well know, Jesus kept that promise ten days later on Pentecost, ten days after his ascension. He poured out the Holy Spirit on his disciples to empower them with additional gifts. Just as the human hand in baptism pours out water, so Jesus poured out the Holy Spirit. And just as in baptism the baby has done nothing to earn or deserve that gift of faith, so also the disciples had done nothing to earn or deserve the gifts the Holy Spirit brought on that day of Pentecost. And that's why you heard Jesus referring to it as a baptism in the text there. And as you well know, that day of Pentecost was just the starter's gun for the race that the disciples were to run here on this earth. Jesus laid out the entire course for them, as you heard in the text, when he said to them, And you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem, and in all Judea and Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. And so, let's move from the racetrack to the courtroom. They will be his witnesses. What does the person at the witness stand do? He testifies, doesn't he? He tells the truth about what he has seen and heard. 
consider now what the disciples had witnessed with their very eyes. They had witnessed Jesus' entire ministry unfold from the time of John the Baptist throughout Judea, Samaria, Galilee, and Perea. They had heard him teaching the people from the hillsides and coastlines. They watched the miracles. Not only their eyes, but their hearts as well witnessed the agony of Gethsemane and Calvary. And what joy overcame their doubt and despair as they witnessed Jesus alive, risen from the dead. And, and now finally here they are witnessing the, the end of his earthly ministry as he ascends in glory. Yes, these apostles were unique, one-of-a-kind witnesses. And as you read the book of Acts, you see how these witnesses begin to testify there at Jerusalem and then in Judea and Samaria. And we even begin to see their testimony going out into all the world, to Ethiopia and Europe. But did these witnesses really reach the ends of the earth? What about North and South America? What about Australia? Consider this. These apostles, although long dead, are still testifying today. In fact, you yourself have heard their testimony. And where? Well, what do you think the New Testament is? The New Testament is their recorded testimony, their eyewitness account of Jesus and his work. They have recorded it so that their testimony still sounds out today. Yes, they recorded it for all people in all places of all times. The testimony of these witnesses truly has gone out to the ends of the earth. And what additional comfort for you and me that the Holy Spirit was given to them in that special way to give them that special gift so that what they wrote in the Bible, what we call the New Testament, is the truth, the whole truth and nothing but the truth. Yes, don't let that New Testament become an unread book for you. It is the truth that God has given. For when he gave the disciples, the apostles, the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit saw to it that they recorded exactly the words that he wanted them to write about Jesus. That's what the New Testament is. It is God's truth. Believe it, dear friends, believe it, for it is God's truth. Their testimony has gone out into all the world. And as they were giving that testimony, they knew Jesus was right there with them. Even though they had seen him ascend and his visible presence leave, they knew he was still with them. The same Jesus they were writing about and speaking about was there by their side. The same Jesus who had been crucified and the same Jesus whom they had seen alive and touched and, and eaten with and spoken to, he was with them. And so they testify about Jesus, the crucified and risen Lord. They testify about who he is and what he has done to save sinners. Believe their testimony, dear friends. Believe their testimony. For what they wrote came from Jesus through them, for he was with them. 
believe their testimony. For they testify that Jesus was put to death, not only for sins long ago, but for your sins and my sins. Even the sins that we have not yet committed, he was put to death for our sins. And he was raised to life. Because God has declared all sinners, including you and me, not guilty. Because Jesus has paid the full penalty for all sins in our place. What a verdict of good news. Believe it, dear friends. Believe it, for without faith in Jesus and what he has done for us, all that he has won for us is lost. But through faith in him, you have eternal life. You have the forgiveness of sins. That is what Jesus has won for you. That is the testimony of the apostles. That is their eyewitness account. Yes, Jesus left them to be with them so that they are his witnesses. Their eyewitness testimony still sounds out today. Believe it, for it is the truth, God's truth. But what are we to do? We aren't eyewitnesses in the same way that the apostles were. We did not see Jesus' ministry unfold firsthand like they did. But what are we to testify about? Well, consider what you have heard and seen. First of all, you have heard the testimony of the apostles. In fact, you have it in writing. And so you can testify about what they have said. Those words are written not only for us to believe, but also for us to share. Moreover, consider what you have witnessed in your own life. Consider how you have witnessed the power of the gospel of Jesus changing your heart and life. Let others see that change. In the way you treat others, in the way you speak, in the way you love your family, in the way you do your job, in the way you have fun, in the way you patiently bear up under suffering, in the way you hold God's word and his preaching sacred. Yes, in all parts of your life that others see the change that the testimony of the apostles has worked in you. And then as you tell them about Jesus, your Savior, and that great good news of forgiveness in him, then they know that your testimony is authentic and true. And as you do that, remember Jesus is with you. The same Jesus that you are talking about with others is is by your side there. The same Jesus who, who sacrificed his body on the cross for you is there. Remember how much he loves you. The same Jesus who is so powerful that he rose from the dead in victory. He's right there by your side. He left us to be with us. So be his witnesses. Testify because he is with you. Now, that's not always easy, is it? When you read through Acts, you see it wasn't easy for the apostles either. It's not easy when others reject the testimony of Jesus that we speak It's not easy when others penalize us or try to make us feel ashamed for following Jesus. We may well start wondering, where is Jesus? Is he really with me? 
If these things are happening to me, how can he be with me? But faith takes Jesus at his word. Faith takes him at his word. I am with you always, he has said. So even though I cannot prove it to my senses or explain it to my mind, I know and believe that he is with me. He is with you. Faith takes him at his word. And what courage and confidence that gives you and me as we let the light of Jesus shine out from us in all parts of our life. No matter what others might say or do, we can let that light shine out because you know your Savior, Jesus, who is ascended to heaven, ruling over all things for you, is with you. What courage and confidence that gives as you share the hope that you have in Christ Jesus. He is with you. And He is coming again in His glory to bring us to His heavenly home. That's what the angels were talking about. The same Jesus who was taken from you into heaven will come back in the same way you have seen Him go into heaven. What a hope to hold on to. What a hope to share. And so, as we again remember Jesus' ascension, remember that He leaves us to be with us so that we are his witnesses. Believe the eyewitness testimony of the apostles recorded in the scriptures for you to believe and share that good news as you too testify, confident that Jesus is with you. Amen. Please stand. The peace of God that surpasses all understanding will keep your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Amen. Please turn to page 31 in the front of the hymn book. We confess our Christian faith with the words of the Nicene Creed.